All right, welcome to Carpool Q&A, where we give you one conversation, uh, one topic to get you from point A to point B. And so I'm J.D. Wilson, Tana Ottinger is here, so is Becca McKay. And uh, today, uh, Tana, it's your turn to throw out a topic for us. And so Tana's going to throw out a topic and we're going to discuss. Okay, so my topic today is um, why is it difficult for some children, and I would also maybe say some adults, not me, of course, um, to, um, have a difficult time accepting no. So, um, I am thinking about, I don't know, many times I have found myself in the aisles of target and, Mm -hmm. you know, they want the big thing. And I am thinking about like, I want the 100,000 piece, massive, huge hot wheels, loop-de-loop thing. And really I came in with like $5. It'll buy me a hot wheel car. And what I really want is the loop-de-loop and that's outside and mom and dad have to say no. And there's a meltdown on target. I mean, that, that scenario 1 million times over in 1 million different ways and spaces. So let's talk about, it's hard to accept. No, it is. <laughs> and we're like, and and yes. there's the episode. And, and, and y'all have a great hard. week. It's hard to take no for an answer. It I, is. Don't I mean, this this is similar to some other. I mean, it's similar to a lot of the conversations we have. Like, some of it yeah. depends on your wiring, on your background, wow. on your your history. Um, I think for this goes without saying. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, you know this. But for any of our kids who've experienced early like trauma, stress, adversity, loss, like for any of those factors early on, we know that that um, heightens the stakes in these kind of conversations. It 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 elevates the meaning to the kid, um, and that's a that's a neuroscience thing. That's not a kid trying to be difficult thing. That's um, brain chemistry changes with, with trauma. And so, um, the beautiful thing is brain chemistry can also change through parenting, right? So like we, we want to figure out how, like, why is this thing happening? What, what's the kind of root trigger of it? And then how can we help support them in, um, figuring it out? And so, uh, that's the only contribution I can make to this conversation because I feel like I am always in the, um, tough waters of like early on I was way too permissive and the meltdown would come and I would just be ready for it to be gone and I would just be like well you know what we're not getting the hundred thousand piece thing we're gonna get the thirty thousand piece thing that's 20 bucks and you give me your five dollars I'm just not even gonna tell you it's a different cost and we're just gonna buy it because I'm so sick of this meltdown right now and it perpetuated way worse so that's not the answer <laughs> Well, well the why I appreciate so that hard. vulnerability, JD. Hold on, Becca. Just, I'm so sorry. Like, I thank you for sharing that because I think that's a very common parenting thing. Like, yeah, when you find yourself stuck in a cycle, maybe with a particular child or two that may re, you know, that they have a hard time yeah. when they're then when the way they have in mind isn't going that way. Like, yeah. it does put us in a sticky spot as parents because. Right. Sometimes the the path of least resistance is either to give them the thing they wanted or to find some sort of a compromise that you still don't feel great about, but like it helped you get out of the moment. So I think we can all relate to that. So like, I think, thank you for bringing up that very real reaction because same. And I think that's why it's good for us just to step back and talk about it because like, we're going to do that still. We are going to, it's like a survival thing. Like I need to survive target. I've got, you know, to get home or pick up a kid and we got to get out of here. And like my time and energy is limited. So I need to just 
move us forward. So I honor you saying that same, and I'm sure most everybody listening could think of a time when they've, they've done that. Okay. Sorry, Becca, you were going to take us. No, no, I think that's, please. I think accepting no is hard because, um, time is hard. So it feels like forever, like uh, getting a no right now feels like I'm never going to get to have or do or say or be like, um, we're talking about stuff, but also kids have to receive a lot of other no's. They have to receive a no, we can't do that right now. Um, No, you can't talk to that person right now. Like, or like, no, we can't have a sleepover. Like there's a lot. No, you can't have a cell phone yet. No, you can't have a cell phone yet. Um, no, you can't have this dessert before dinner. No, like kids have to experience lots of no's many of those, you know, maybe you have a kid who's like not super motivated by stuff. So you're like not relating to the target example. I bet you still relate to the overall topic. (laughs) I bet you still have had a time when a kid in your life has been not happy about hearing no. And I think it's because it feels like it's forever. Um, I think it's because limits don't feel good to human people. Um, and I think it's because it's much easier to think about ourselves and what we want and what feels good to us than to think about what's around us, the environment, the demands of the environment, all that stuff. So I think you said it, Tana, it's hard for people to accept. No, we get maybe better at it with time and with practice and with support and with maybe some understanding. Um, but it's hard. It is yeah. so hard because you have to delay that gratification or that impulse or whatever else is going on inside of you that really wants a yes. So let's think about with this particular topic, like a few strategies and suggestions yeah. or things that we could have in our um, repertoire of practices that could help us navigate the moment, like JD said, so that we don't necessarily cave, if you will, and or we have some ideas of how to build, either build capacity for the child, which again, I think it goes without saying, it so depends on the age and stage and developmental, like Mm -hmm. how you support a teenager or a tween that's disappointed that it's not time for the smartphone is, is really different than how you support the three-year-old that can't have the Lego set at Target or whatever. But what are our What's our philosophies, sort of the things that we want to like hold as our foundational ideas and concepts to support a kiddo that ultimately what what it is, is they are having a difficult time with disappointment Yes. or JD, like I liked how you said the stakes are higher. If they have life experiences that they're bringing to bear in the moment. So it could be an inability to handle disappointment. There could be some history that's coming in, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, or like you said, Becca, it's a concept of never. Mm -hmm. Like it really does feel very real and urgent to them. How do we honor the child Mm -hmm. and their, and the, like the integrity and authenticity and realness of their feelings while moving through the moment. So what would be some things we could do proactively support the moment or proactively before the moment and responsively in the moment? What comes to mind? The first one that comes to my mind is say yes, when you can and know when you need to. So if you're you're like really like resonating, you clicked on this episode because this is a daily battle for you. First thing I would say is just uh, give yourself permission to to say yes, not like JD said, not say no, then change it to a yes, but like 
from the beginning of the day, what can I say yes to? And you might notice that you're saying yes out of convenience instead of necessity. And so be willing to say no out of convenience and necessity. Sorry, Becca. You might be. Yes, you might. (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) You might be saying no out of convenience instead of necessity. Um, So be willing to flip that script a little bit and be willing to say yes when you can. Um, that's the first, that's the first thing that comes to mind, which is not, you know, okay, Becca, but you're not telling me what to do when I do have to say no. And I just say maybe what, what's happening and why would we do that? Like if, if we are mm-hmm. trying our hardest to say yes, when we can, we are building up their little yes tank, if you will, yes. or it's like, my life is not full of disappointment. My life is full. And I know this can seem so melodramatic. So just like hang with me because I hear it. My life's not full of disappointment. My life is full of hope and possibility. Mm-hmm. My life is full of, I can use my voice and negotiate, not just my wants, but my needs and desires when possible. Like mm-hmm. they are having that be their normal experience. They can mm-hmm. use their voice has power and influence and capability. So when you say yes, when you can, over time, you're building up the, the brain is wiring around hope and possibility, not disappointment. Yeah. So then how do you support the no? Yeah. Well, and it's not, you know, it's, you're building trust because you're, you're, I would imagine telling your kids that you love them, telling your kids that you want the best for them and that you're, you know, all, all those things that the parents say, um, trying to assure their kids they're safe and that they're loved and their you know, needs are taken care of and all of that. But if you genuinely believe that, then you want the best opportunities for your kids mm-hmm. in those moments. And so the way that turns into a kid often is you say that, but you say no about everything. Mm-hmm. And so when you can find ways to give yeses, like, and it takes a pause at first, like when you first start doing this, you're going to have to make yourself take the, the, it's not an awkward pause, but like make yourself take the unnecessary seeming pause to go, does this really have to be a no right now? Is there a way I can, I can give a yes to this? Like, mm-hmm. Hey, yes, we can do this. We've got about 10 minutes before you have to leave. Let's do the crap out of this for the next 10 minutes. And then we'll get out of here. Right. Um, so looking for those yeses helps to build trust and um, being able to give some yeses with an asterisk them is going to also help a lot too. Because sometimes you just can't do what you're being asked to do, but you could do a modified version of it. So you can offer that to them as a compromise and it, it's teaching them how to negotiate as well, right? So let's talk about that a little bit more. What about when it really does need to be a no? Mm-hmm. Like what are some things that we could keep in mind, JD, you said like with an asterisk, which I think sometimes I kind of think about it as hope deferred, which yeah. do you have to keep your word. So you're sort of honor bound to say, yeah. like, sweetie, I know it would be really fun if we, you know, to go to that sleepover or go to the mall right now or run through McDonald's drive through or whatever the request is. And, yeah. you know, if we could do that, I would, that's not going to be something we can do today, but we can do it X tomorrow, put on the calendar this weekend, make a plan. Like, so it's not just this like harsh no, it's entertaining their yeah. desires and wants. I think they feel seen and it's it's hope deferred. So mm-hmm. that's a way to say no while still thinking about the possibility of that for them. Um, I mean, 
I will go back to my little target example. Like that's the time when I'd pull out my camera and be like, take a picture and put it on your Christmas wish list, or let's start saving our allowance, or let's build up for that, or let's, you know, let's talk about that next Friday and see if it's still something you really wanted, or like just not just, you know, just entertain their little hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We do. also just, I think you're also describing kind of a, a yes sandwich. Yeah. yeah. We could talk about that. No, not right now let's think about putting it on the Christmas list or your birthday or saving up. Like you're doing, I think yes sandwich is a, is a good way to kind of think about that. Uh, What can you say yes to? Um, And then what's that no in the middle? The no is no right now. We're not walking home with a hundred thousand piece Lego set, but what are the yeses that couch that can kind of soften it a little bit. Um, Go ahead and say, I have one more thought, but JD say what you were going to say first. Uh, we've used the camera deal before. Hey, that sounds like a great deal. Once once we get this close to Christmas, we don't want to ruin it for you. So like take a picture and let's put that on your list. Um, the other thing I think that I was gonna say is when you're like when you're having to give a no, like be as specific as you possibly can about why, so that there's a so they can see the logical reason to it. And then if if it's at all possible in that moment or the immediate following moments. If it's something you can reschedule, schedule it, right? You know what? But we actually have to get your sister to practice right now. And so we can't, if we went right now, we wouldn't be able to really do it the way we should. Um, Saturday afternoon, we have nothing going on. Do you want to use my phone? Let's go buy tickets right now to that movie or to the putt-putt or whatever. And let's, I hope they're not listening because I I don't want to go to putt-putt. But like, um, (laughs) but you could, uh, you could schedule it so that there's a like you said hope deferred but it's hope confirmed right like oh i love that it's a a confirmed deferral (laughs) like oh i love that i I get accused a lot of like yo you say we're gonna do that but we never actually do so i have Mm. to be careful of trying you have to put a pin in it you have to put it on the calendar and pin or i have to have this one to not say oh maybe we can do that saturday when i know saturday is the land you know yeah i love that Oh man. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to wrap up my, my couple of thoughts here. So one of them is um, sometimes it does have to be a no and it's going to be hard and sad and that's okay. Sit with them. Uh, we talk a ton on this podcast about co-regulation. It's okay for kids to feel disappointed and it's okay if, if that doesn't feel so great to them. And it's okay if that makes them upset. I think a lot of us were brought up in kind of a, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Um, and that's, uh, if you have listened to us long about our attachment styles, that's a little bit dismissive. So we can instead be present with our kids. We can sit with them while they're sad about the no. Um, and then I think my last, my last little little push here for, for the people to think about as they walk away is, um, if you're in a season where your kids are just, you feel like this is not, this is not a one-off. This is not one time in target. This is like, Anytime I'm saying no, it is not going well. I'm I'm kind of on fire here. Try practicing outside the moment. Make say make accepting no into a game. Hey, I'm gonna hold this this bag of you know your favorite whatever Halloween candy that we've got left over that's like sitting in a hole on top of the fridge. Pull it out. I want you to ask me, and sometimes I'm gonna say yes, and sometimes I'm gonna say no. Let's see how that feels to you and let's talk about it and let's practice it. Let's practice accepting no. That's one silly example for maybe a younger kid. But if it's a constant pause, practice that skill outside of those stressful moments. Don't wait till you're in target to pull out the lectures and the and the, and the ideologies and all right. those types of things. Yeah. 
Yeah. And maybe suspend judgment. Can I say that again? I yeah. think I've the last couple of times on this carpool Q and a little segments of just, yeah. it, they're not bad kids because they're upset. I mean, yeah. it, it, it right. takes right. so many skills to like get, you get what you get and don't throw a fit. I love yeah. that Becca, like, come on. I want my kids to be able to say to me when they're older, Hey, this isn't really going well in my life and I'm disappointed. And like that, that skill and open conversation is held when they're young and not getting what they want. Yeah. And so just a little hug and a reassurance, Hey bubs, I know that's disappointing and sad. Are you feeling sad about that or whatever is age appropriate? Yeah. Um, to hold them. And, and what I appreciated about your vulnerability at the jump JD is you're actually not building that skill by just giving in. Yeah. So you're just giving in at that point. So actually holding the no and sitting present in it and like letting the moment play out and get big if it needs to, to regulate them together is building like capacity and resilience and connection and skill and like, you're helping them know they can survive. Like they can survive yeah. disappointment and you sat with them in it. And that is such a beautiful thing. Yeah. So, so well said. tricky, 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 but we can do it. Kim. I'm telling Audinger. myself that Tana Ottinger, you can hear being told. No, <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I'm going <laughs> to tell myself it is. Hey, I appreciate y'all. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. All right. For Tana, for Becca, I'm I'm JD. We'll see you next week on Carpool Q&A.